Hey guys, you're listening to the Braveheart Podcast. For more information about Braveheart Ministries, visit braveheartministries.org. Again, guys, we're having to understand what went wrong with man because then we'll understand his solution, the gospel, right? If you just think in your mind man just had a coup and was like, screw God, I want to live without him, and, and that mankind is inherently bad or that he... he that the, that the real problem is he's just angry. Like my brother back there, uh, no, remind me your name. Yeah, Eric. Eric, when he was talking about his friend who's like thinks he knows everything. But, but in his knowing everything, he's doing all these sins, right? All these other sins. Well, the issue we think is the sins he's doing, but the real issue, as we're going to see, is that man ate of the knowledge of good and evil and he thinks he knows good and evil. So when you see that the problem with man is not first that he's doing all these sins, the problem with fallen man is that he first knows good and evil like God. I'm going to unpack that thought. Yes, I will in a minute. You're going to see it more right here. Look at this. So God says, we have to look at this. God says, the day that you eat, you'll surely die. So Adam was with her and he ate. Look at verse 7 of chapter 3. The very first thing that happened to mankind when they transgressed the command through deception of the enemy, it says, then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. God said the first thing that would happen that you would die. But the first thing that happened was their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked and they went and sewed fig leaves to cover themselves and make themselves loincloths. Just slow down here. Whoa. That's not good. What happened? What's the correlation between the knowledge of good and evil, eyes being opened, nakedness, shame? That's, that's, the, that's the, the, the soup we've got working here, okay? You can't just fly through this. Oh, yeah, they did this, and then that happened, and then it just all went, went to crap. No, like, what happened? He said, the day you eat, you'll surely die. God's not a liar. So some part of them died. Amen? Their spirit died. So spiritually they died, and that spiritual death manifested in their eyes being opened to themselves. Man couldn't see himself before the fall. And if he could, he didn't know whether his self was good or evil. Man Man, apart from God, didn't know good and evil in the garden. God purposely left that aspect of His nature off of man so that we could know Him. Think about it that way. So, so the first thing that happened... Let me just help us out here. Is... Well, we'll actually do... They were deceived. Well... Let me just start at the beginning. Adam was passive. Deception came through the devil. Okay? They disobeyed. Now, the root of their disobedience, I want you to see, is passive Adam and deceived Eve. Not not rebellious man. Man became rebellious because of this this happening. But it was the passivity of Adam, I believe, 
in the deception of Eve through the devil that allowed them, that made them disobey the command. I see that in my Bible. Through their disobedience, the knowledge of good and evil was taken by man. Man took the knowledge of good and evil from that tree. Now, what do we know about this this knowledge? It's a divine knowledge. They were never meant to have it. It was it was an aspect of God that they were never meant to have. And I'll just I'll allude to it. You can note it because I want to I want to be able to get to the rest of this. And I'm skipping ahead. In chapter three, verse twenty two, God said, behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Hold on, God. I thought he was made in your image. Not all the way. He didn't have that. You've got to let this sit in your soul for a minute. He, he purposely made them without that, 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 that divine... Behold, man has become, has become. Through this act, man has become. He wasn't, but now he is. He's become like one of us in knowing good and evil. You don't see God's assessment. Behold, now man is the most rebellious one on earth. I'll never have a relationship. I must stop speaking with him. I must stop talking to him. Otherwise, until Jesus comes, then I will speak to them because I'm really, really angry. We're going to see God's response to sinful man here in a minute. So do you guys see that? Knowledge of good and evil comes, which is divine. Man... Man's eyes are opened, and the first thing he sees with his newfound knowledge is that he's naked. And here's what we know for a fact, is that he judges now, apart from God, apart from a relationship with God, he sits in a seat of judgment outside of himself, and he looks at himself, and he says, that nakedness is evil. Eyes opened, and he judged his nakedness evil. And because he judged it evil, they began to they they were afraid of what? What does fear have to do with according to 1 John 4? There's no fear in love because fear has to do with punishment. But perfect love casts out fear. So so let's just put fear real big. Knowledge, no. Fear hiding from God. Let's keep reading the story. I want you to see it in your Bible. I want you to know this. I want you to see this. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm reading my Bible. So they sowed fig leaves, verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So now we start to see the, the effects of this knowledge on mankind. The first thing it does when you can see yourself and you begin to judge yourself good or evil based on what you see with the knowledge that you were never meant to have, it makes you hide from God. Hide from God's presence. Why? Because you're afraid of punishment. Now look, I want you to see this. But the Lord God, He called to the man. 
I remember praying for years. I said, God, you have to give me your heart for the lost, for someone who doesn't know you. Like, what are you, what do you say to them? What do you like, like, what's the leading foot of the gospel? I never felt good about going onto the streets or going on a mission trip. And, and that the leading foot of the gospel is you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I never, I never could put that on after I got really born again and started studying the gospel. I could never wear that and say that in good faith because I felt like we were starting with, with the consequences, but we never even explained what the glory is that we fell from. For all have sinned. Think about that. As the church, we've proclaimed the gospel. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yet, in, in, in our hopes is that people understand that they need a Savior. Like, the motive is pure and right and good. It is. Like, we want people to experience the love of Jesus through the Messiah, through His work on the cross, and get born again. Like, we don't want people to, to go to hell. I get it. But, but to not embody and live in the glory of God... And then to not, to not help man see that, hey, you, actually, you were actually made to be intimate with God. There was a glory that mankind had with God in the beginning where we knew Him face to face. And what happened is you actually received a knowledge you were never meant to have. You, you started knowing things that you were never meant to know. And because you started knowing things, you started judging yourself and others and, and you started saying, well, that's good and that's evil. And you did it apart from relationship with God because you were never meant to have that knowledge. Mankind, it took it in the garden. We were deceived by the devil. And what happened is when you started knowing things good and evil, you started, it, it, it condemned you. you. You judged yourself evil in light of God. And so you hid from God and you began to hide from God's presence. Man has been hiding from God's presence ever since, ever since this day. And when man hides from God's presence, guess what happens? He starts to feel like he can live apart from God with his knowledge of good and evil that he took in the garden. That's the problem with man. And in that place, all manner of wickedness, hell, and rebellion is produced in the soul and the actions of mankind. I am not belittling sin. Sin is a big deal. Sin will produce death. It will corrupt a human soul. But the the root cause, the reason why sin has access to to humanity is because humanity was, we we took a knowledge we were never meant to have and we hid from God's presence. And when you hide from God's presence and you get out of God's presence and you run from God, the devil can have his way with you. And that's what we see in the world today. That's the issue. All of the, the consequences of sin that we see is a result stemming from mankind knowing good and evil and hiding from God's presence. I just want to briefly look at what God said to man. And then we'll end there. I want to take just a couple questions. I'm going to just take two more minutes here. Look at this. So, so, so the first thing God said to sinful man is this. Where are you? I don't think it was, where are you? He's walking in the garden in the cool of the day, looking for the one that he walked with every day. He, he's, there's a sadness in his voice. He, he shows up to his, his secret, secret place with Adam. Picture, picture God the Father with his creation. He walks, he walks in and he's like, where are you? Like, why, why would you not be here? And then you can, I, I can sense his pain. He's like, where are you? Like the only, and then he, 
Like we think, oh, he just knows. He's a robot and he knows what God would happen. And oh, he just knows. And that didn't, God knew that. And he planned for man to fall. No, he didn't. It wasn't his, it wasn't, no. And he's, where are you? And Adam comes out and he, and he says, I, I heard the sound. God hadn't, God hadn't said anything to him. God hadn't, God hadn't reprimanded him. God hadn't rebuked him. Adam just heard the, the walking of God in the garden. He just heard his, whoo, he just heard God come in. And, and, and he starts to hide. And, and God's like, where are you? And he's like, I, I heard you. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God says, who told you that you were naked? Who told you? No, 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 no. You weren't meant to know that. Who told you? Did you eat the tree? Like, what happened? Like, no, 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 no. There's grief. There's sadness. Why? Because he knew. He knew at that point, no, you weren't meant to have that knowledge because you're going to now hide from me. You're going to run from me. You're going to think you can live apart from me. No, no. Like, this is sadness. Like, that's that's the heart of the gospel in God in the fall is not this angry, like, frustrated, mean God. He's like, no. Who told you? And he's like, ah, the the woman you gave me, she, she gave me some. And he's like, what have you done, woman? She's like, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And he looks at the serpent. And he's like, cursed are you? And he curses that wicked serpent. Like, I want you to see, like, he's, 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 he's unraveling what happened. What, what did you do, Adam? No, who told you? The woman, woman, what did you do? I got deceived. I ate. Cursed are you, serpent. And in a moment, you see him curse the serpent. And he, and he curses that serpent. He speaks a curse. And look, I'm, not, I'm, just reading, I'm just reading the Bible, verse 14. He said to the serpent, because you have done this, the serpent was the one who did it. The serpent was the one who instigated and was the catalyst for the fall of man. The serpent. Foul devil. Oh, the foul devil. Cursed are you, on your belly you shall go. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He's prophesying of Christ that would come forth from this line. To the woman, he said, I will multiply your pain and childbearing and pain. You shall bring forth children. He says nothing about no longer loving her, being in relationship with her. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. Think about that. God's assessment of Adam was you listen to her instead of me. That was the issue. Another guy did that a little bit later called Abram. We have the fall of man in Islam. Two dudes listening to his wife instead of God. It's a big deal. All right? That's a side note. Because you have listened, because you have listened, because you have rebelled, because you're a rebellious man, because you're this. No, because you've listened to the voice of your wife. And you, you didn't carry my word in your heart. You, weren't, you didn't take my word and stand in it. Of which I commanded you, you shall not even... Cursed is what? The ground. So he doesn't curse man. He curses the ground because of man. Why? Because that's what man had authority over. So man himself wasn't cursed, but the ground was cursed because of him. 
You can follow this thread if you keep reading in chapter 4. It's amazing when Cain kills Abel and the blood goes into the ground. Now you see someone acting out in sin, crouching at the door, mastering Cain. The blood cries out to God and God says, Cursed are you, Cain, from the ground. So the curse didn't actually hit man until man did something from a place of hiding with God. Hiding from God. And so I want you to see after he, he pro- pro- proclaims the curse of the ground over Adam, look at this. Then the, then the man names his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and he clothed them. He clothed the shame of their nakedness. It's the first killing of animals and he gave them skins and he clothed them. Does that sound like an angry God not willing to have relationship? He's like, man, I'm not going to let you live in the nakedness of your shame. Even from this moment, I'm going to kill an animal. I'm going to clothe you so that you don't have to live with the shame of your nakedness. Because now you know, and here's, here's the way. It's why we wear clothes today. Oh, y'all, no. We can't, we can't, we were not meant to know what we know. And then if you just finish it out, the, the reason he drives him from the garden is not an anger. He says, because he's become like one of us. Now, if he reaches out his hand and takes of the tree of life and eats and lives forever, therefore, because of that reason, he sent them out of the garden. He put the flaming cherubim and he says, no, 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 I don't want you to come back to this place until I have a chance to redeem you and bring you back to the garden. So as we think about the gospel, the fall of man, I want you to think and ponder the glory that we experienced with God before we fell and what actually happened in the garden. And from this place, make no mistake, sin ravaged humanity and produced all manner of wickedness, stuff that just obviously is is grieving to the heart of God. Amen? Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Braveheart Podcast. For more resources, visit braveheartministries.org.